Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. These books are available online and free for viewing at www.philosophypublishing.com. The purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the nature of concepts being used in current media. And this week, with all the controversy in the leftist media, which is at war against President Trump, personally, I might add, as exhibited by the other day, uh, Project Veritas, uh, revelations regarding CNN, we should ask ourselves, which is best for society, the views of the left or the views of the right? And, and how do we decide this? I think the first thing we need to do is understand what are the differences between the left and the right? What, and what is their essential difference? Let's start by defining the characteristics of the political right and the political left, and we're going to start with the right. The, the political conservative assumes that the other person with whom they are dealing is by his nature essentially good. The second parameter of a conservative is goodness. Uh, that is that the conservative Republican works to provide goodness in, in working and cooperating with others because essentially... People are cooperating to produce a good or a service for, for others so that they may receive a reward. For, uh, and we, we make all of our sacrifices. Everything we do is to receive a reward, something that will benefit us. The third parameter, uh, the means by uh, which they should work for, for such an objective, that is the conservative, is through the environmental atmosphere of freedom. The conservative needs freedom in order to freely work on his sacrifice in order to achieve the rewards that he looks to achieve that will bring goodness to his life. On the other hand, the political left assumes that the other person is not so good that he's bad, that his nature uh, of the people outside of the, of, the, of the left inherently are not good. Thus they would consider conservatives, Republicans, the Libertarians, and anybody else who is not of the left uh, to be inherently bad or evil. The second objective of the left is poetic justice, which can be combined into two types of justice, compassionate justice and egalitarian justice. Thirdly, their ethical thought line is that the end justifies the means. And in order to achieve their means, uh, their ends, the means of coercion is required. These 
and these so these are the three main tenets and characteristics of the left and the right. And we we know this from an analysis of the common elements within the actions of the left and the right. Uh, with regard to the left, uh, in each case, the, the 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 liberal indicates that the other person needs such things as laws, regulations, greater restraints, and uh, even re-education. And there's an argument for each of these things. It would seem that asking for these values in a society are not unreasonable. It's, it's natural that a society needs laws, it needs regulations, uh, it needs restraint on, on individuals uh, that are not good. And, but however, they go beyond this. They go on beyond this by requiring sensitivity training, politically correct admonitions, drowning out of others at assemblies and speeches and debates. They typically shout out others that disagree with them. And throughout history, other historic leftist regimes uh, throughout history, I've used re-education camps, gulags, mental institutions, firing squads, and other forms of execution and total coercion. The left doesn't have too good a history when it comes to uh, these type of uh, things, which is coercion of the people who work for a living in society. In the last hundred years, it's estimated that the left, societies of the left have probably executed a hundred million people. So the leftists in their objective and criticism of the right are all concerned with the notion of justice, that is, poetic and societal justice. Through their sense of uh, of the, the sense of egalitarian and social justice, they they require compassion for the poor, the hungry, the unemployed, the downtrodden, and the middle class. And there is something to be said for this. These are lofty ideals and values. And or, in order to move toward justice egalitarian, that is that all are equal, there is going to be needed coercion as the means by which we can get everybody to be equal. Because not all are equal. Therefore, coercion is the, the best way, really the, the best means, the only way means to a, a total egalitarian justice. But we know that we're not equal. It is eminently clear there is diversification within all species of, of biology. There is no exception in evolution. Biology requires diversification, and diversification means variance in attributes. Examples of this variation in, in, just in the, in the species known as Homo sapiens is uh, tremendous variation in muscularity, in IQ, in desire and mental concentration and, and so many other different types of 
uh, of characteristics that result in great variation in, the, in, in all human effort and all human potential. And this is characteristic of all species on, on Earth throughout all of history. Life entities all make sacrifices to receive rewards and they make sacrifices to benefit its own individual self and its own progeny. And because of two biological principles, namely the, bio, the bioevolutionary necessity for diversity and the, uh, and the biological entities uh, all work to seek rewards for itself and its progeny. And this equals that diversity in sacrifice results in diversity in reward, and this contravenes egalitarian economic justice. But we must still answer the question of what is good for, uh, or even best for mankind? Because justice is seemingly a good value. So how can we, how can we answer this? Justice is a goodness for society and, and a necessity for society. Legal justice before the law is an absolute essential for any society to prosper. And obviously it promotes societal cooperation by allowing for the promulgation of rules. But as, but as we mentioned, there are other types of justice. There is social justice and, and really there is poetic justice. And so what is de definitively the, the nature of these concepts? So justice is the fulfillment of an agreement, a covenant, or a contract. So wherever there is a private contract, a social agreement, a religious covenant, and when it is fulfilled, then therein uh, lies justice. And poetic justice is the fulfillment of a contract or agreement that should be in place if the world were, were it operating in accordance with one's ideal thoughts, that is, utopia as one might see it. Then, we, then we've got political, poetic justice. An agreement or contract is the delineation of the rights and obligations of two or more parties that decide to cooperate with each other to effectuate a purpose. Okay. So now what? What is better for people, for society? Is it justice for all? Or freedom for, for the individual? Well, now we have to define what is good, better, and best. Good is that which brings us up away from misery. The best good is that which brings us up away the most. And that which is superlative in goodness is that which is best. Okay, well, we have the basic understanding in place. How should, how should we bring this to bear on the problem of what is best for society or any society? We must add up or at least predict the amount of good some or any kind of justice will generate. 
And the, the final step to do this is to construct the basic building block of goodness. Goodness is generated by individuals in their forming cooperative units to generate their purposes, which is to produce something good, which is usually a good or a service, a product or a service. And in coming together to cooperate, they use their energy, they use their time and knowledge and information, and they do this amidst an atmosphere of risk to achieve a reward. Then from this we can say that the, the risk, the knowledge, the time, and the effort, which is the sacrifice, this equals the reward. And if there are two entities making agreement, then there are two equations, uh, which the sacrifice uh, equals the reward, one for each from one for each participant. And so you're going to have a a sacrifice on each side. Each person does it, makes a sacrifice, and they do this. They sacrifice their 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 knowledge. They use their knowledge and they. They sacrifice their time and they sacrifice their effort and they do this to achieve a reward. And the reward does something that's good for them. And on the other side, they, they do this the, the same also when, when two people cooperate. And they do it to exchange, ultimately, their sacrifices to receive the rewards. So a, a manufacturer will create a tube of toothpaste through his knowledge and his material and his effort and his time. And he produces a tube of toothpaste and uh, takes it to the store. And on the other side, uh, the consumer, he goes to work, gets a job, uh, makes a sacrifice on his time and his energy and uh, his effort. And he gets a paycheck for it and takes that to the store and they swap. So now, it should be noted that in each reward, there is goodness. They're swapping goodness. The dollars to the manufacturer, the toothpaste to the consumer. In the case of the, cons the conservative, as we already mentioned, he starts with the assumption that the other individual with whom he's cooperating is good. Therefore, the conservative looks to come into the, the cooperative alliance with, with uh, others to produce a goodness. Uh, as a manufacturer, they have a group of people that come into uh, cooperation to produce their goodness, uh, which is the toothpaste, and uh, which is also the product, and uh, which people need to organize their lives. And the means by which they are able to do this is freedom. And the freedom is the ability to create decisions, to put together a basic equation of the sacrifice equaling the reward and then consummate the equation by effectuating it. So freedom is the, the mental creation of the equation and then the actual effectuation of it to produce a reward and then acquire it. Let's switch to the leftist and see what he does.
In the case of the leftists, he starts with the assumption that the individual is, is bad. And therefore the leftist looks also to a, a goodness that creates, that looks to create and promote justice at all levels. He looks to create a good and he looks to create a, or, or a service with justice complete. And this is different in that the leftist reward with this justice that is complete in its goal of having the reward that is to be compliant with the leftist notion of justice, which is social, economic, legal, and in its entirety poetic. The conservative looks to promote the justice of the cooperative agreement only while the leftist looks to enlarge the concept of justice to include the justice not only of the relevant agreement between the parties, but also the justice between the parties with all of society's members. And with the society's government comprised of its laws, its regulations, and its power of coercion to enlarge that ideal of, of justice complete. And uh, laws and regulations of society may be uh, may proliferate amidst a society of, of progressive liberals and become onerous in many. And the society of the leftists needs these laws and regulations because it must control the other person who is by his nature bad. And therefore these laws and regulations are required to reduce the injustice that he would disseminate. In the leftist-oriented societies with its, with their its penchant for social and economic justice reigning supreme throughout all of its society, such as in the former Soviet Union, justice was restrictive to the fulfillment of the sacrifice versus reward equation because, because of its requirement that the reward be compliant with the egalitarian needs of the state's idea of social justice, which behind it was Marx and, and Engels and their writings. Either the reward would be limited to the individual or the reward would be distributed to the state, in which case the motivation of producing the reward many times decreases to the point that either it is not effectuated at all or the generation of the reward is reduced. If we take a look at the, the our, our basic equation here, um, on one side you have the uh, risk, the information knowledge, the time, the effort, uh, on one side of the equation and the other side which is the reward but that's also made up the risk and the knowledge and uh, the time and the effort of, of somebody else and these are swapped and we see its impact if we take a look if we take a look at this equation that we just just discussed here the societies with the poetic justice will have a high degree of social egalitarian justice which requires a high degree of its reward to be distributed to others in society. And, and therefore, 
reducing the motivation of the individuals. And motivation is reduced because motivation is the ratio of the comparison of the sacrifice with the amount of the reward. You increase your sacrifice and lessen your reward, you've got less motivation. You decrease your sacrifice, you've only got a small size sacrifice, yet a large reward stands before you. High motivation. And so this heightened degree of justice uh, uh, that the left has requires that the state's power of coercion uh, to deflate the reward, decreasing its direction away from the individual and toward the state, reduces the motivation. And this coercion equals, in our equation, an anti-effort. That is, it's it's a negative effort. So when we set up our equation, actually with societies that have a a high degree of state power of coercion, the effort actually has to add in the negative effort that the state brings to the equation. And behind the negative effort are the laws and regulations in the state-generated dictums and edicts and laws and regulations, which are the, the forms of information and knowledge. So these would also be negative, and thus they would be considered negative information and knowledge in our equation. Thus we can we can see from our basic from our economic decision from our equation that no societies that increase the scope of justice from individual oriented justice to egalitarian social justice, enlarging the the scope of justice will prosper as much or they will not prosper superlatively. They They will not be able to compete with the societies that have more freedom. These societies will produce less goods and less society and less services that is the ones with the higher degree of negative information, negative knowledge and negative effort produced by coercion uh, as a result from the government. These societies will produce less goods and services, all of which are, are produced to bring goodness to the individual's lives because they bring us up away from misery. And therefore, these societies will have less goodness for their societal members. Therefore, the societies with greater freedom will have greater goodness inherent within them. And therefore, societies with greater freedom will have greater goodness. Thanks for joining me on the this episode of The Philosophical Angle. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on The Philosophical Angle Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.